I get nervous all of a sudden. I can't Me breathe. too. When does this get easier? It's nice to hear you say that because you're very seasoned, you know, and it's like if you get so nervous. So seasoned. You're like Lowry's. I'm like these wings. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Wings with Friends Big Pine Edition. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am so lucky to be here with, um, can I say like Phoenix's son, you're the pride and joy of Phoenix Comedy, Michael I'll Longfellow. It. I'll allow it. Hey. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm my gosh. I'm Wings with Friends. Thank you for being here. Of course. We kind of, uh, we just saw an opportunity and we took it. And when you see Michael Longfellow walk in, you're like, hey, get on my podcast. Get on my podcast. So what are you doing here, Big Pine, this weekend? Dude, I'm eating wings and drinking coffee. My anus is about to rebel. <laughs> I've got some coffee too. It just yeah, seemed right. It just seemed combo, right. It's a weird but it's good. It is good. What do you mean? What am I doing here? I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing the Big Pine Comedy Festival. Yeah. I'm here to, I'm here to live and, and perform and breathe art. Yeah, it, I feel like we're in this like intense like saturation of art and comedy this weekend. It's my favorite. That's the hope. Yeah, when you set up a festival, I hope there's a saturation. Saturation. A are you here for the comedy? Or are you here for the friends and the networking? Or I'm like? here for the chicks. <laughs> but the comedy's cool too. Well, the chicks have a fantasy uh, Big Pine draft of all the dudes. Really? Yeah. Is that true? Um, no, but it's in my mind. I, okay, I have one. Because I so desperately wanted to know where I stood. You want to get on that list? Yeah. So we just take all the guys, and then it gets narrowed down by single guys, and then it's like guys who I could make out with, guys who I could trick into making out with me, guys... I don't know. I, that, wow. That's that, as far as that that's bit horrible. went. That's horrible. That's horrible. It's kind of like taking back the power. We're not objects, Mary. Mmm. True. I'm sorry. But I do have coffee on my shirt. <laughs> objectively gross. And it's a light shirt, and that's a, a good thing. It's a light stain. shirt, but mostly it's a ruined shirt. <laughs> what kind of wings did you pick today? I picked buffalo, uh, buffalo wings. Just traditional? Traditional bone-in buffalo wings. I'm a big wing head. They're my favorite food, pretty much, which is a pretty... Really? That's an... I mean, as a kid, they were my favorite food. I've yeah. grown up and I've experienced truffles and other stuff. That's I have a, I have a very fancy, cool palate. Palate. But wings You're bougie. Still, wings are still, like, the number one. You know, I'm always happy to see wings on a table. But I think uh, buffalo wings are the only wings. I think barbecue wings, that's barbecue chicken, dude. That's true. You know? Do you, so, and you like tr bone in. I like bone in. Mm -hmm. Boneless. Those that's science. I don't want science on my wings. Where are those want, bones going? You How'd want you nature. Why is, this, why is this chicken a ball? Yeah. That's not what the leg looks like. Exactly. I understand that they take the chicken off and then ball it up. I'm not a moron, but I don't like that. I don't like cooks playing scientist in the back of Hooters. That's <laughs> not that that's... Those are the best wings, too. But you can't go... I don't like to go there. Yeah. So I got to, like, order takeout. And then even walking in there, you know, you like, put your hood up and fucking... I love Hooters. There's lots I, of dudes there. Yeah. Did All the you, other women that work there, they're unattainable. But me, like, hey, we I can... I don't think they're as unattainable as we'd like to think. <laughs> That's true. Or as they would like us to think. Hmm, good point. They're, yeah, they're, surely they're, you know... Don't call beautiful, me Shirley. Beautiful, cream of the... Oh, my God, this is such a comedy podcast. I can't help but do We're that. so comedians. <laughs> I'm a hack. <laughs> I used to go to Hooters. There was a... When I was in college, there was Wing Wednesday... Every Wednesday, you could eat all, all you can eat wings for $10. So they just keep bringing plates yeah. of 10 out, you know? And then it got so bad that they had to bring plates of five out, but that didn't change. 
I ate 44 wings in one sitting. Dang. I'm not kidding. And uh, I, f- I threw up outside on the sidewalk <laughs> But you got your money's worth. I did get my money's worth. I made myself sick. I did that like three times maybe. Not 44. That was my biggest one. But I would go there knowing I was going to make yeah. myself sick off of wings and very excited about it all day. Did you say you were in college? I was in college. I was a freshman. Yeah, so you're like, you're trying to maximize your dollar, trying to fill yeah. your belly. And I don't really care about being bloated yet, you know. No. Like it doesn't, I don't hate that feeling yet. What, uh, what Hooters did you go to? It was the one in Tempe that used to be open. Yeah, yeah. on Mill. Just walked just walk down there from ASU. Nice. Did you go to ASU? I went to ASU. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Devils. <laughs> now, here's, here's my question. Um, do you do a, a sauce with it? Do you do a ranch or blue cheese? I usually do ranch. I'm not opposed to blue cheese. They're both good. I think a wing by itself, though, is underrated. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they really need ranch. That's a good point. You know, Hooters, I haven't done an episode of Hooters, but I want to soon. But I can't eat too many because they're super breaded. That's, yeah, you got to get them breaded. Traditional. Yeah. And you're right. They're fucking horrible for you. So, like, 10 is probably my max there. 10 is, like, 2,000 calories. <laughs> it's, like, a day's worth of food. Um, and that's why they're good. Why they're bad is why they're good, you know? Yeah. I think that if you're doing a lot of ranch and you're eating 44, that adds to the sickness. It was definitely, like, a rejection of my body was not. It was too much. Yeah. I, I'm surprised there weren't more dire consequences. Like, too my much stomach. Of, well, ripping. that we know of. There could be a hole in Very your intestine true. Maybe right now. It affected me even today. Who knows what I could have be, could be accomplishing. Per- what is your perfect amount of wings? My perfect amount of wings is at least 20. Oh, so wow. So that I have room to stuff. I probably won't get to 20. You won't have enough? I want to know that I'm not going to run out. I like that. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, wings are good to share. Or if you want to trade these. Trade these. You know, I like that. Yeah. And so it's, it's a nice little food to be like, here you go. Yeah, and I, uh, I think it's a good relationship food, too. I think if you can find someone where you can eat chicken wings in front of, that's a big deal. And yes, absolutely. absolutely. I've said that because I've often said, like, I'm never eating chicken wings on a date. Yeah. Because I look like an animal. Um, but My also, girlfriend looks like a fucking mess when she's eating chicken <laughs> wings, and it's the most beautiful that she ever is to me. Yeah, it's real. Of the day, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you got to find somebody you can eat wings in front of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack Alvin said on my first episode, and I, I think this is, like, so good. You have, you know, because I'm about to ask you, do you like the drums or do you like the flats? Oh, that's a good question. What's your favorite? I think drums are obviously, they're easier, they're less to deal with. But wings, uh, I don't know. Because okay. what I like, I like the middle part of the wing. But yeah. a lot of people I notice, they don't even eat that part. You gotta push that part out with your thumb or just get it with your tongue or your teeth. Yeah. You know? So I I like both. I can literally I've I put a wing in my mouth and just pull it out. Okay, so you're a cleaner. I'm a cleaner. Oh, that's impressive. I like people who don't wait. A lot of time to get there. Thank you. There's a lot of Oh man. Oh. That was horrible. (laughs) The little Um, okay. Well so Jack Alvin was saying, you know, you gotta find somebody who is the wing to your drummy. You know, yes. then you have a perfect oh, date. Oh, that's a good... Right? Jackie Poo. <laughs> I think that's also the olive theory, is you got to be with somebody who doesn't... If you like olives, you have to be with somebody who doesn't. If you like them, you'd be with someone who doesn't so that they eat your olives. That's great, too. It's like You're the yin That's very true. <laughs> what do I know about relationships? A lot, apparently. That's great advice. Those who can't do teach. 
Mary, are you in a relationship? No. I'm hijacking your podcast. Thank you. Um, no, and I sometimes I'll say, I don't think I've ever really been in a real relationship. Interesting. Yeah, I just turned 40, so I'm getting a little nervous. <sighs> Time is running out, I won't lie. <laughs> Especially this close to the train. Oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> your last episode ever. Oh, no. That would make this podcast legendary, though. So famous. Yeah, people They'll really name listen. the festival after me if that Very happens. Very true. Let's not joke anymore because I don't want that to happen. I don't want to invite that. Let's not joke anymore on this No joke. Podcast. This is no place no for more jokes. jokes. Yeah. Uh-uh. No place for jokes. Donald um. Trump. <laughs> it always accidentally goes there, and I'm always like, no. Does it accidentally go there? All my podcasts, somebody. Let's not take yeah. it there. Let's not but take you know what? You can't help it because it's just all around us. It is. Um, I will say this. I really love the picture that came out recently. He, he had his two fists in the air. He was, like, pumping his fist, and I yeah. think he was going to talk at a 9-11 memorial. And I was like, what are you doing? I mean, who wouldn't be excited, you know? <laughs> but the, 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 and then people would... Um, like Photoshop it, and one of the Photoshops was like him going into Chuck E. Cheese and Melania, and somebody else were behind him, like, oh, it's Donnie's birthday or something. He's His like, Photoshop yeah. potential is unparalleled to yeah. any other president that's <laughs> ever been alive. I don't know, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, he had some good memes. Photoshop was not, <laughs> that's true. That's true, I forget about those memes. <laughs> the Rosie D's. Or, or even, you know, the whole John Wilkes Booth in the theater. Lincoln. John Wilkes Booth has, there's some pretty good Wilkes Booth jokes for <laughs> sure. Definitely. Well, speaking of jokes, you're a really successful comic. Oh, uh, am I? <laughs> I've Thank heard. you. Um, and you started, did you start in Phoenix? Or you're from Phoenix. I started in Phoenix. I grew up in Phoenix, so I started comedy there. Too. And where do you live now? I live in Los Angeles, California. How Hollywood. Is it? Hollywood, baby. Tinseltown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has a dream. What's your dream? It's Las, Las Feliz, slightly outside of Hollywood. Do you like it? I love it. Nice. Well, it's... I think about that sometimes. I'm like, if I didn't do comedy, would I ever live here? No, yeah. never. But since I have to live there, it's a wonderful place. Okay. If I have to be there, I like it. Yeah, that's what Lots I of opportunities. Lots of opportunities. The, you know, there's more art there than... It's either there or New York. Yeah. And being from Arizona, Los Angeles was closer. Sure. I knew it more. Yeah. Just uh, was an easier transition. How long has it been now? Two years. Okay, cool. So it started to feel like home? It started to feel like home like a year and a half in. Oh, that's good. So just recently. But now I have my own apartment with uh, a lady and we have a little life. A lady? It feels like we're doing something real. You have it and two dogs. Uh, not at our apartment. Those oh. are back at my mom's place. Oh, they're like, you're we a deadbeat them. dog mom like me. Yeah, we want, yeah, true. And a tortoise, too. I ditched that tortoise. <laughs> oh, so fast. <laughs> he grew up fatherless. Oh, poor guy. My stepmom. He's going to be a comic. He, he's a pretty funny dude. Yeah. Fucking comes everywhere all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. I saw a video once of a tortoise doing that, and it's I was like, holy cow. Every day. Are you serious? Every day. It's like... <laughs> It is so much, dude. Like a puddle. It's truly in, impressive. What is turning him on? I think just the way of the wind. I don't know what turns a tortoise on. What do you think? I, the like wind touches his little peen? A little, a little swimsuit. With like little bikini like yeah, triangles? Yeah, bikini tortoise. Maybe he's thinking of uh, tortoise sex, you know, yeah. where they like lean on each other. And... Or maybe Trump. You think he's thinking <laughs> of Donald Trump? Well, you know, if he watches the news. Does that get you on? Oh, no. Do you think of Donald Trump? Oh, God, stop. You don't get like a fury boner? 
<laughs> rage. At least a rage bonus. No. And the big news this week is about, uh, you know, his penis looks like the a Mario Kart character. Hat, oh, yeah, big news. That like, was, that was the big fucking news. not what everyone thought already. <laughs> Who thought he had a hog? Oh, God, I want to barf just thinking about it. I'm going to throw up my wings. I've been eating a lot of wings at this you festival. You are committing to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. We're committed. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's been, like, one of the coolest things that's happened since being in L.A.? What kind of fun opportunities have you had? Being on Conan. <gasps> oh, I heard. I kind of heard about far. something like that. Yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Tell me, how, tell me about that. Like, how did you get on Conan? What was it like when you were on Conan? And then um, when you got off of Conan? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how I got on Conan, but uh, I did a festival, another comedy festival like this one. Yeah. And some people there saw me that I guess were the right people and pushed for me. And then I was uh, one of the, the, the Conan PBS comics to watch. I saw someone. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so me and a bunch of other great comedians, Jabuki, Young White, and uh, Rocky Dale... A lot of good young comedians. J.C. Carias. He's one of my favorites. He had, it was crazy, like, when we were at the, the Conan showcases. We're all showcasing. We were told, hey, some of you, you know, might get the opportunity to perform on Conan after this. Who knows? So we're all just trying to do our best. And everyone does great because they're all really good, talented comedians, yeah. you know? But J.C. had a, his set was twice as loud, like, literally twice as loud as, and other people are crushing. And then he just, people... Dude, liquid was coming out of like Just pores of people. It was they were <laughs> their exploding. Pants. It was insane. He was a headliner last year at Big Pine, and that's where I met him and got to experience his wonderful comedy. And it was, it was just fall on the floor funny. Oh yeah, so He's, talented. He knows how to take a stage for sure. That's nice. So yeah, I was happy to be in his little class. We were boys. We were, and I stayed at that guy's house. It's so weird how life comes comes around. When yeah. I was 20, 19 or twenty. I went, I used to go to L.A. and do little, you know, you think you're cool because you go to L.A. and do comedy when yeah. you live in a, somewhere else. So I'd go from Phoenix to L.A. every once in a while. And Mason Pipes introduced me to J.C. We slept at his house cool. a couple times. And then years went by, I never saw him. And then we were comics to watch together. And we each did Conan. I think I did it, and then he did it right after me. So that was, it was really, it was cool. It was very cool yeah. to be able to do that with someone who I knew and, I don't know, it was very kind to me when I was young. Yeah, it comes full circle. You're building relationships, and yeah. it's like you, I mean, you didn't even maintain it, but it's like you, you, you knew him. You were always getting insights. You always need to insights. maintain it, yeah. I think just being, both of you doing, keep pursuing comedy and, and, and not letting up on that is, in a way, maintaining the relationship. Because there's a lot of comedians like that where you don't see each other for maybe a year. Yeah. But once you see each other, it's like, you're still that's why I try to be other. kind to like everyone I meet or do something or you know at least like introduce myself because I mean I love the networking aspect I love the building relationships and you never know down the road like you might have an opportunity that they're perfect for or vice versa and it's yeah. like cool and it makes me think about let me see if I can articulate this when I think about like some of my old school favorite comics when you see their old shows or Old, you're like, oh, you were friends with, you know, this person and that person, and it's like cool. But and now they're super famous, and I can't for some reason think of anybody right now. But like, no, I know you. It's it is like a it's a network of, if you're a nice, kind 
person, I think that goes a long way. Yeah. Pastors. Oh, actually, I was reading in Amy Poehler's book. She was talking about her Second City days. And, like, it seems like everybody who I love right now, like, they did improv together somewhere. or mm-hmm. so. And I feel like there's an opportunity in our generation for that also. It is. It's happening. That's what's right now. It's happening. Like, in a year or two, we'll be like, hey. It's interesting to think about the people that you'll probably be spending the rest of your life with in a way. You'll, you're, it's, a, it's a small community when you get down to it in the See, grand who needs a who needs a relationship you, you got all these comedians very true yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is great it's nice <laughs> where'd you go where did you go michael longfellow sorry i was just thinking of my relationship yeah where uh where is your gf right now my gf's in la mm-hmm. she's uh out there killing it she a comedian she's not a comedian what does she do she's a normal lady normal Perfect. smart lady um, she has a mathematics degree from Dang. USC. Yeah, she's very smart. I'm so stupid with math. So Me too. We're each other's, we're each other's. You're the wing to, to her drummy. I am. I really am. And That's she sweet. is mine. She's, so is she, she must be supportive of, of your dreams. She is supportive. We met at a comedy show. So she's like, she's about the life, you know. Oh. She, she likes it, but she's not a comedian at all. Perfect. Well, shout out to your GF. She sounds like a lovely woman. Shout out, Kate. Kate. Kate the Great. <laughs> oh, so um, did you just get into the festival today? Yesterday. Okay, you were here yesterday. Munching a wing. Yeah, go ahead and munch a wing. Wings with friends. <laughs> Wings with friends. Um, so far, how's the festival been for you? Well, I've only been here for a night, but it was good. I have uh, accommodations. And That's what's great about Big Pine. Mm-hmm. If you're on the fest, they're going to put you up. That's huge. That's like pretty much the big, biggest thing. Yeah. Comedians can't afford to fucking get hotels. Right. Like, the I can drive. understands that is ahead of so many others. But, yeah, I mean, I love coming here to this festival because it's my friends that run it. So I don't feel like a nervous kind of networky comic like you might at other festivals. This is kind of a, a hangout. Yeah. I also get to do comedy. and. Yeah, I feel I like it's to, like yeah. comedy summer camp, spring break, college. Very good way to put it. You it's like, like that? a comedy summer camp almost. Yeah. Um, I've seen your, your, your set a couple of times, but for our listeners, tell us a, can you tell us about your perspective or your comedy a little bit? Mine? Like, yeah. We're just talking about stuff that is personal to me, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I try to... Everyone tries to, I don't know, that's just uh, the, the funniest things are always the stuff in your life, because it's the only thing that's unique. Yeah. Your fucking dumb take on gun control is boring, and a hundred other people have it. Yeah. Even if you, even if it gets like a, a decent reaction, it's probably less fun than if you were just like fucking talking about your dad or something. Exactly. Know, or something personal to you. But, you know, that... That all eventually, like, it would be great to, I don't know, I just try not to, to be too intense with my comedy. I try to always be joyful and have fun. I like that. Yeah. Because comedy is about fun. If you shoot for joyful and fun, you can land on at least nice. But if you're shooting for, like, edgy, I think you just land on mean. Yeah. You know? I can see that. I think a that. good edgy comedian is genuinely writing nice jokes, and then the edge comes out naturally, and it's much better that way. That's something right Don't there. Don't shoot for edgy. Let yourself come to it, I think. Yeah, like you put your personality on it. Let it find you. That's some good advice. I 
think so. I think it would end a lot of dumb, bad Louis C.K. jokes and stuff. <laughs> Let's end oh, dumb comedy. Oh, the wings are in my throat. You got indigestion? The wings drink are in my throat. Drink some hot coffee. Uh, should, Quick, yeah, drink some hot coffee. Oh, drink some hot coffee to calm my throat. <laughs> uh, can we get a I wet I am going to have throat cancer. All I do is smoke and drink coffee. Oh, you on the ciggies? I occasionally smoke cigarettes. Which is stupid. I just started. I'm 24. Oh, That's shit. not the age to start. You know? I just quit um, about three years ago, but I still am How hooked on. How long did you smoke? Since I was 19, so probably almost 20 years. Okay. Ooh. Um, it's but- especially stupid for me because I collapsed a lung when I was 19. Oh, how'd you a, do that? I just was being, uh, they said it happens to tall, thin men, <laughs> which I was flattered, you know. <laughs> but So I'm safe. I'm yeah, safe. It's yeah. not going to happen to me. I was just like in math class and my fucking lung collapsed. Math class. And then I was in the hospital for nine days, had a tube in my chest and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Scary. I think about that every time I light up a little sick, for sure. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, do this it is anyway. Stupid. I love cigarettes. I still think about them all the time. I miss them. I have dreams about them. See, that's what I don't want to get to. I mean, now that I've quit, yeah. I, I'm like that. But I still do the occasional nicotine mint. Okay. The little lozenge. Um, you ever dip? You... you ever put a lip in? Uh, no, I did do that once on a flight back when I was a smoker mm-hmm. to get me through the flight. But it was actually all of that that made me want to quit because I'm like, this is inconvenient. It's yeah, that's cool mostly anymore. It. That's like weed and stuff, too. It's just like, I just don't want to fucking have it around or I just don't want to smell like it or. Yeah. But I'm not judging. Have I have it you on know, my clothes. Anybody who smokes cigarettes, like, I'm, I'm mildly jealous and I like it. I love the smell of a fresh cigarette. Like, right when you light it, like, mm-hmm. that is, I'm like, hmm. Um, yeah, stale cigarettes are a little tough. Ew. A little tough. Fresh I, cigarette smells great, though. It's like gasoline. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> hmm, I wonder if there's... Uh, probably have a joke opportunity to write something about my... About smoking. I need to write more. Do you, how often do you write? Or Everyone like, thinks they need to write really? more. Really? Yeah. I have, okay, a not, we're, I have a theory that we're all writing enough, but we're all thinking constantly that we're not, which is what makes us write. Michael, you make everything okay. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, and you oh. should write more, and I should write more, and we're both, like, <clears throat> corrupting our own careers. But <laughs> I blend in a new joke, a couple new jokes uh, a year or not. I mean, I've been blending, but I still feel like I'm, but it, so it feels like I'm doing the same old jokes. But You might just need to organize more. Yeah. Because I feel like you're always writing, you know? If you're in that mindset, even a walk to the store is an opportunity to have a thought. Mm-hmm. and an experience and all the good stuff honestly comes from when you're standing in line and something just floats through your mind and you don't know why it did but that's the good joke the okay jokes come from when you sit down and try to really what do I think about this and you can it's good but the magic fucking just happens when you're out and experiencing and not at a table stressed like trying yeah because that's the opposite, I think, of what we wanted to do when we started doing this. We're like, oh, I'll get into comedy so I can work super, super hard <laughs> with pencils and paper. I love pencils None and of paper, us, right? We love writing, but we hate the, the studious aspect of it. Uh-huh. So I think the key is finding, I don't know, finding, uh, doing something you enjoy. Yeah, like keep it fun. Like don't turn it into the thing you hate. You might think, oh, I can't go rock climbing because uh, I have to stay in and write, but... You might go have three more ideas while you're rock climbing than you ever would have if you just sat at your desk writing. Especially as you get a little delirious from the altitude. Yeah, anything helps. (laughs) That's another weird thing, too, is Mm. it seems like when I turn on the most and feel most motivated to write is, like, 
one thirty in the morning mm. when I get home and you're you're awake, you're clear, yeah, I'm you're not awake and clear. Oh. I'm just like, but I feel Delirious. awake and clear. It's oh. like that weird. Uh, it's just my time. Zombie time. It's the time. Yeah, it's the zombie brain. It's your witching hour. Mm-hmm. That's smart. So I'll take like a melatonin and literally stay up for two hours and and I try to fall asleep and that's when I write the most. I think is when I'm trying not to. Good stuff. Uh, it's really nice to hear your, your process because I think anybody can take that and go, oh, let me do this when I, if you're a morning person, do it early. If you're a night person, do it. don't try to do it when it's not your time. Yeah, just try to do it all the time and have a tiny little notepad. You don't need a laptop because that's a whole, oh, I got to sit down and take something out. Then you don't write. I got to go buy a laptop. Just take some out of your pocket and jot something down. Your phone. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. There's a shame around phones. Yeah. And it's bullshit. Like on stage? On stage. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. It, it doesn't, I don't think it matters if you're it's funny. It's the new notebook. It's, it's the new notebook. So if there's going to be a show where you're going to take a notebook, you know, I think for most shows, try to not have a notebook. But there's nothing wrong with it if you're still funny and if that's helping your set and if you're working on some new stuff. But there's a shame around like, oh, if I'm, I'm not writing if I'm putting it in my phone or something. Like you need to have pencil to paper. And I think that's stupid. I think the notes section of your phone is the most valuable writing pad yeah. that you have. Because it'll stay there and it'll be backed up to... All your devices. It'll never go away. I've lost so many notebooks. It's crazy. <laughs> um, those will be treasures for somebody to find in the future. Like, what is this? Yeah, An maybe. original Longfellow notebook. There's one floating out there for sure. That's like my most proud... It was a tiny little moleskin, moleskin yeah, yeah. notebook. The, and the Hemingway's got my name notebook. in it, you know, a great reward if you return it. It's got a bunch of doodles, a bunch of great jokes. All my jokes ever I've ever written are in that book. Uh, it's got a really embarrassing love note to my girlfriend. Aww. That might be worth something Stuff someday. Stuff I definitely don't want other people to see. But, Aww. yeah. We are at the headquarters we're at the headquarters of Big Pine Comedy Festival. And everyone's here. So everybody's walking in. It's such a magical, fun time. It is. Like, people are walking in, hanging out. I'm We're seeing all our friends. Munch a wing to celebrate. Munch a wing, and I'll just keep talking. Oh, you're going to clean that wing. You're going to get that wing, Michael. Yeah. I told you. You're a tall, skinny guy, but you can put away some wings. Okay. <laughs> that's impressive. That is impressive. And that's what this podcast is all about. Um, you know, I, I kind of said... People are like, why wings? Or how do you have a podcast about wings? And it's like, it's really about people, but wings just get us together. You know, I haven't had anybody knock on wood, cross my fingers, that have said, no, I do not want to have wings with you and then talk about myself for an hour. I know, right? I was so psyched. I was so happy to do it. I'm so lucky. And here, you know. Wings are that cigarette. You know, they're that social uh, thing, that excuse to talk to each other. That's what I miss about smoking is that whole social aspect. It truly is true. Not with the weirdos, but with normal people. Norm MacDonald said it too. I think it was him that like, it's great for, you can't just sit on a chair for hours, do nothing and like think of ideas. You're you're a crazy person. But if you get a cigarette and you're doing this, you can sit there for. You're doing something. The whole day. Gives you business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just something about that motion. That was a hard thing for me for quitting is not having any business. Yeah, the ceremony of it. Yeah. The ceremony of it is great. Tough stuff. Man, this is so good. I like this deep conversation, but it's so enlightening. and it, I feel like I'm going to leave here with a clearer head and feel really good about my sets tonight. That's, I hope, every conversation with me. What shows are you on tonight? I don't even fucking know. Okay. I'm find out. I am on Lumberjills. Nick DiPaolo at the Orpheum. I can't wait. Comes to your guy opening up for the guy. I just um, interviewed um, Jay Hollingsworth and um, I still have not met him. Kane um, Holloway. Mm-hmm. 
from the Hollingsworthless podcast, and they were really excited about DePaulo, and they go, I can't wait to see him perform in front of a bunch of college students. Yeah, me too. Okay, honestly. and they explained to me why, because I hadn't, I hadn't seen a lot of his comedy, and He's, I'm like... Uh, he leans. <laughs> He's great. I love Nick yeah. DePaulo, but I'm very interested in seeing him in front of an NAU audience. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, I've got a lot of friends coming from Phoenix Friday and Saturday, so it's going to be fun. Hell yeah, dude. i got to pace myself. What do you mean, for the wings? No, it's just a party after party after True. party, and I'm like... Yeah, I haven't started yet. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. here yesterday, and I was like, I'm just going to kind of take it in early and go to bed, because you can't start too soon. I almost did. I was, like, caught up. I get excited Same. when I'm around people. I get people. excited, too. And so I start drinking and hanging out, and I'm like, oh, and today I feel terrible. I'm like, I'm going to start drinking soon, though, to get rid of the shakes. Yeah. <laughs> But this is probably the most I party all year. Yeah, same. You know, drinking a fest- and stuff. A festival is, I try to give myself that. I try to live that life in, in Los Angeles to where when I travel, I can have, have fun if yeah. I want. I, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a festival. It's spring break. We're here to, we're here to handle business. But <laughs> it's also, it's a fucking festival. It's fun. Yeah, definitely. That doesn't mean, it's not Coachella. Don't <laughs> come here with... You know, all your psychedelics, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a beer is fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Tito's as a sponsor this Dude, year. Dude, Tito's as a sponsor, and there's a weed sponsor, too. Oh, I didn't Oh, I did know that. That stuff's crazy. Yeah. I don't do that, but, I mean, everybody else can do what they want. Wow, that sounded super judgy. It sounded like I just said heroin. <laughs> no, heroin's fine. That's Even fine. opiate sponsor, too. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, well, I don't do that, but to each your own. Just be new, chill. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Um, okay, so we're getting ready to wrap up, but I wanted to ask you, since you are, you know, the pride of Phoenix comedy, um, when you got started, how did you get started? How did you, like, build, like, the stuff that led to you moving to L.A.? Like, how did you build your presence? Uh, how did you get opportunities? Did you bring people to shows? Did you, like, what did you do? I, uh, I started when I was 18, so I'd, uh, my mom signed me up for a stand-up comedy class, which is very uncool. You're not supposed to say that. I did it. I, I did love it. it. I couldn't get into bars and open mics. Did you do the same one I did? TCA. Yeah, yeah Tony Visage. Tony. Started with Tony. Great class. Did that for a couple years. But, I mean, I did that for a year, and then I started kind of going to more open mics and shows. And the big thing was the Arizona's Funniest Contest. Me too! Where I didn't even win. Am I walking in your footsteps? That's, Keep talking. That's for me. That's what, in Phoenix at least, opened all the doors. Me too. I was doing well enough in that that the clubs allowed me a chance to start opening for comedians. Yeah. And from that, I just started opening at every club, and I met so many comedians, and I just kind of waited until one told me you uh, you should move. You're ready. Who and told that you that? Was, that was Arden Marine. Cool. From I love her. She's the best. Mad TV. She's yeah. now on uh, Insatiable. She's on fucking. Yeah. She's killing it. I love her. Yeah. She's uh she's my godmother. She took me under her wing. Your and fairy comedy com- comedy godmother. Yeah. She pretty much moved me out to L.A. and is the the reason I I had the guts to make the push. Well, I, yeah. If she told me that, then I would too. That's a big deal. I thought you were gonna say like Eric Subcheck told you, and I'd be like, <laughs> well. That'd be good too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry to draw parallels or to compare myself, but I, I, kinda, I started the same way with Tony. I think his class is great. I'll go back once a year just to work, just to hold myself accountable and write a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I think it's, it's, 
it really is just what you make of it, a yep. comedy class. There's all sorts of people in there. There's old people that want to do it once before they die. And then there's, you know, sure. some, some crazy 60-year-old guy who's just like a crazy guy. <laughs> yeah. But he's fun. And then there's people who want to be comedians. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think there's a danger in writing a set that is not yours in a mm-hmm. class. But I think if you're a capable person that wants to be a comedian, you'll, you'll know what your sort of sound is and you'll be able to, to stay true to your own. And if self. you don't know how to get started, it's a great way to get started. And if it's like you, you were a minor, like yeah. what a great way to yeah. start. And it forces you to write clean, which is great yeah. in your first year. Everyone writes dirty in their first year and it's horrible. And if right. you're just in a bar environment, oh, you're going to be such a bad comedian. But Good advice. forces you to write clean. I've gotten, the, I've gotten the most paid opportunities doing clean work. And I've gotten, like, the biggest crowd opportunities doing clean work. Being clean is... Being clean has, like, a weird moniker of, like, cheesy. It's going to be cheesy. But clean doesn't mean cheesy. John Mulaney, for the most part, is very clean. Yeah. One of the best comedians alive. Probably the best comedian, I think. Well, you're not going to be able to do a blues set on Conan. No. Right? I mean, I was able to say anal twice. That was cool. I remember that. That was very cool. But, yeah, you can't be, like piece of shit. Because saying anal once just isn't enough. No, you gotta say it twice. <laughs> no, that is really good. Um, and I'll tell you what, so the second biggest opportunity, and it, it was huge for me also, um, was doing Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, Funniest Person with a Day Job Contest. That was a good one too. Rick. Isn't that the one you did? Extraordinary. I did both. I did the one at the... In- Oh, that was... The first one I did was at the Improv. That was like Funniest Person? Daisy's Funniest Comedian. Okay, okay. I did the day job one. Yeah. I did both of those. Never won any of them, but always got like second or third. I'm at a point now where I'm like, I'm never going to win a contest, and I don't think I ever want to. Just finishing those finals, you know? That's all you need. I was a finalist last year and this year, and it's a good place to be. I mean, I feel like that's how I met Hillary and Jack, and I got to open for Ruben Paul. Um, Of course, I'd like more of those opportunities, um, but I think uh, just so many opportunities, and I met so many great people just doing that. Those weekends are really the most helpful, I think. You get so much time, and you get to hang out with a, a real comedian for a whole week. Yeah. And when you're a young comic, that's huge. Right? Yeah. This is um, this is such great advice, especially for a lot of people, a lot of us. You know, we're still grinding, we're sh- still working, and we're trying to uh, achieve things, and I think this is all really good advice. I Coming from so. somebody who did it, so we appreciate that. I claim... I do not claim that it is good advice at all, but it is what I think. Yeah, like take what, take it, make it your own. Yeah. You know, let it inspire you, or don't. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and don't feel so guilty all the time. I think uh. that's important too. I think we all beat ourselves up. Oh, we're not <laughs> writing enough. Oh, that wasn't funny enough. Yeah, just have fun. Chill out a little bit. You'll be funnier. Have some wings. Have some wings and fucking talk to Mary for a second. <laughs> well, you are great. Michael Longfellow, thank you so much Mary, for stopping by. You. Is there anything you're excited about coming up that you want to promote or talk about? In uh, November, Thanksgiving weekend, I'm headlining Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Woo! It's my, uh, yeah. That's great. First big headlining weekend at a big club. I'm excited. They're really nice to, to, to give me that shot. Yeah. And it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, Rick Bronson just walked in here, and he touched you on the shoulder like, he hey, he's friend. My, uh, he's, he's like my godfather. Got fairy godfather? Marine is my godmother. He's my godfather. He's been so <laughs> nice to me for no reason. I mean, other than he thinks I'm a, yeah, it's a so young wonderful. talent and, and a nice guy. But I, yeah, I love that guy. That is great. Oh, my gosh. I just feel like I'll, I don't I've been lucky be cheesy, but I'm so, like, yeah, well, I think it's probably because you're a pretty kind person yourself. I hope so. Sometimes I'm awkward and weird, but yeah. aren't we all? 
I'm not, but most comics are. You're not. <laughs> no, I mean, I think sometimes people, I, I'm very extroverted, and sometimes that turns people off, but I'm yeah. like, I gotta be me, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, never not be you. Yeah. Gotta be you. Gotta be me. It's the only way. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, enjoy your wings and enjoy eat the, the rest festival. Of these wings in my hotel room alone. <laughs> Thanks so much, and thank you for tuning in. We'll be back soon with another wonderful Big Pine Comedy Festival guest with thank Wings with you, Friends. Mary.